All right, Tatuswana, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to start now. Former ANC Secretary General Ace Mahashula on Friday announced that his party, the African Congress for Transformation, had joined forces with the Jacob with Jacob Zuma's backed Umkonto Wesizwe. And remember, former President Jacob Zuma says he's still a member of the ANC, but is backing the MK and other like-minded parties ahead of the 2024 general elections. Now, Mahashula was speaking in Paramaritzburg as the act kicked started its three-day awareness campaign in the province. So some are saying that this is a move that could further dilute support for the ANC, which is facing its toughest electoral challenge in this year's national elections. But others are saying this is simply one of those parties that will fall away and this alliance will not yield any result. But let's get some perspective now and speak to political analyst Sandy Leswana. Thank you so much for your time. Firstly, before we even get into um, this alliance, your first impressions of the January 8th statement. The January 8th statement, uh, in terms of its content, obviously there were priorities that were there last year, 2023, uh, um, which the president elected not to discuss and said that they will then uh, attend to the detail of the priorities and the plans of actions, tasks in the manifesto. That is understandable because, uh, for instance, uh, within those things that would have been a priority that needed attention, you would have had things like ESCOM, which clearly you could see in the speech that it doesn't want to go there because all the promises they've made about that have ended up failing. He dealt with the issue of renewal of the ANC. And, and, and it was clear that it's going to go into the issue of through the eye of the needle, the quality and caliber of the leadership of the ANC, the members of the ANC, and so on and so forth. But again, that is an area where the ANC has failed to make progress for 23 years now, um, since the NGC of the year 2000 uh, minimum. Of, so so the, the speech itself then moved away from performance-related issues into emotional issues. For instance, Uguti Abeze, Asbasabi, in other words, these opponents that have emerged, they are like snakes, they are this, they are this and the other, and we're not afraid of them. So to me, the speech really did not talk to something that the citizens uh, could pay attention to and receive some value out of. Uh, Instead, I think that you could say it was a speech uh, that even in the most favorable light reflected that the president of the ANC and the ANC itself is actually shaken ahead of the elections of 2024, shaken also by the formation of Mkondo Party by under the leadership of Jacob Zuma. So in, in light of that, then, did they handle this the, the Zuma issue correctly? For the time being, as a, an interim measure, uh, I think they took a prudent step, uh, I would call it a sidestep, uh, dodging the issue. Uh, when they said that Zuma has expelled himself from the ANC. In other words, we are not going to do anything with Zuma. Uh, Let him be. Uh, Because uh, when the elites of South Africa tried to do something with Zuma, 300 people died, and the elites themselves, till today, 
uh, there is no evidence that they are capable of preventing any disaster that could happen out of mismanaging Zuma. Instead, what we know, two things. Uh, when they were supposed to send Zuma back to jail, they let him in in the front door and let him out the back door and, and, and released a lot of prisoners in the, in the process of trying not to mess with Zuma. Uh, so uh, if I read correctly, at, at around those times as well, I, I heard people like Tulima Donzela saying that perhaps some form of pardon, some form of forgiveness now needs to, to assist uh, you know, some form of amnesty needs to to be introduced to to, mm. to settle some of these corruption issues. So, then you look at uh, you know what has been happening with the, with the former president. Then because th- there's all of these issues, but now um, this MK party matter. Is, is 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 one that is seemingly you know throwing everything into a tailspin and then the former party secretary general Esma Khashule announcing that they're going to be working together somewhat um the MK parties other like-minded parties with his own act is this going to make a dent at all and i wonder what are your impressions even on that very alliance the 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 the, the short answer to the question first and foremost, is that uh, if they keep on and they actually contest the elections, they are going to make a dent in the ANC. Now, you remember that the ANC on its own has been on the decline in the elections. The last elections, which was the local government elections, they aggregated 45%. Now, their task is to move from 41, 45% to 51%, let's put it like that. That's what the ANC would be trying to do. So the the contest that is there, uh, if we were to try and narrow it down, would be, are they able to move to uh, to 51%, which is uh, about 6, 6%. Uh, or if you said last time maybe they got 57%, uh, they need to to try and keep that, and the others need to take that. So the contest is about eight percent, if you like, eight percent that is being contested. We are not contesting the whole forty percent, whatever the case is that the ANC. Had. The contest is that the ANC uh, is likely to get forty-five percent, uh, and the opposition parties, including this MK, w- would have to say, "You are not getting that. You are staying below fifty percent." So that is where the contest is. Now, a seat in parliament, from what I gather, is about 100,000 votes. If you remember from our history, from what I recall, when Zuma became president of the ANC and then went in to contest the 2009 election, the ANC for the first time won KZN. They had never won KZN outright. In that year, they gained, I think, about 1.5 million votes. And when they fired Zuma, they lost 500,000 votes. In the ANC itself, amongst the membership of the ANC, but the membership of the ANC, the people who vote in the conferences of the ANC, those are not important. Uh, uh, Those are 4,000 people. Uh, The members of the ANC are 600,000 people. So those are not important. What is important is the 10 million people that support it. And those are not bought. In other words, when you go to Nazareth, you buy the presidency. You, You can outbeat somebody. But when it's the public voting, your money is not as relevant as all that. It's the ordinary people voting in the villages, in the townships, 
and Zuma can actually pull that off. He can get a lot of that vote. It's the first time in the history of the ANC that the former ANC president and the former secretary general of the ANC are actually campaigning, actively contesting elections with the ANC. It's the first time. So they have to be very serious about what they are doing to, to counter this move. So then the, the, the alliance itself, though, is it something that you foresaw um, between the two? Because there have been talk, um, you know, even by, by some who are saying that maybe they could work together or maybe they would form, form something together. Did you kind of see this one coming? Well, it was predictable. Uh, you know, uh, bear in mind that there's a lot of other stuff and, and maybe I need to talk about these types of things. There's a lot of people who mistakenly see Zuma as a, a, a person who's supported by illiterates, the, 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 the riffraff uh, in the villages, peasants and all that. But when you listen to some of the intellectuals who've been talking, uh, including Moses Kakani, uh, the advocate senior counsel, uh, that there is a list of parties that are regarded, I would call them the left, uh, in the sense that there's a degree of black consciousness in them. There's a degree of a nationalistic African perspective. And, 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 and they are very concerned about the economic status of the African. So there's a list that was being prepared and, and, and talked about, in a sense, by the intellectuals. And the ANC uh, that is led by Ramaphosa was not on that list. So this uh, uh, coming together of the Mahashule's uh, 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 party and others, there will be others who will join, in one way or the other, uh, is not new. It's not a new idea. It's just taking a concrete form. So it was foreseeable. It was coming, uh, and it is now here. Hmm. And then at the same time, you you then... Uh, read reports that, um, you know, Minister of Women, Dr. Nkosa Zanatlamini Zuma, who's also a senior MC member, is intending to retire from Parliament and has said that her interview is not necessary for, for that particular process as they try to put the list together. What is your view on her decision and the timing of this? I, I think that... Uh First of all, I think Kosazana Zaminizuma should have taken her chance, if possible, in the 2007 conference and become the next president after Tabumbegi, if anything at all. That didn't pan out, and she seemed to be allowing Zuma the, the leeway. But where we are today, she clearly is not a supporter of, of, of Ramaphosa. She's not a supporter of Palapala and all those things. Uh, and she's probably distancing herself from that. What we do not know is uh, whether at the right time she will emerge supporting uh, Zuma and, and, and Mahashule and others. Uh, so, so that, but it is a vote of no confidence in the Zuma in the in the in the Ramaphosa regime. How significant is the move, though, in the bigger context of the ANC? The significance of the move, let, let me maybe make this point clear. The, you remember that the, there is a 40% in the ANC, certainly in terms of the conference delegates, that is generally disgruntled. What I mean by that is that when Ramaphosa would have won the election, even the last Nazareth conference, 
he didn't get 100%. So there were people who didn't want him to get the position. Secondly, even in that group, even in the current Ramaphosa's group, there is this problem that causes these fights, including the formation of the MK, whereby not everybody is treated equally in the ANC. There are people who have lost their jobs. There are people who've been victimized as we speak in the ANC. And what is granted about that? There are people who have been ANC cadres for all of their lives through the mass democratic movement and so on, who have been victimized, who are now saying, look, we cannot allow this Ramaphosa thing to continue. We need something else. So there is potentially uh, 40% of people who could be saying in the ANC structures that we are not going to be party to this. Or at a minimum, which is what is required at a national level, that's six to eight percent that says we're voting differently this time and the ANC will go to 45 or 40 percent. And that's the end of that. So that's the significance of this. It's just like when Mavusom Simang said he is resigning. It was a, a, a confirmation to anybody who was in doubt that actually there is no credible leadership in the ANC. Instead, the ANC is being run by thugs. So regardless of the fact that Mavusom Simang uh, rejoined the agency of Ramaphosa, the cat was already out of the bag. So the opposition parties, the DNAs and so on, had long told us that this president and his ANC are not straight. We already knew that. So those who were in doubt have now received confirmation from Kosazanat Laminizuman. They received confirmation from Balula. They've received confirmation from Simang and others. So finally then, um, you know, in light of all of this, there is still the party secretary general, um, Figilem Balula, who has made some questionable utterances and, and has been in the line of, uh, of, in fact, much talked about controversy in the public domain, the recent one. This incident um, around him talking about the fire pool and how, the uh, you know, he claims, um, you know, these were lies and they were to be concealed and all of that. But also, you know, talking about making his own assertions when he was trying to defend what he was saying. That in and itself has put South Africans into question mode because a lot of questions arose during the time of the fire pool, whether it was a fire pool, a swimming pool and all of that. But how much of the ANC's time is also potentially now going to be spent trying to put out the fires that we've seen their very own Secretary General cause? I think Balula needs to be encouraged and strengthened in his uh, determination to tell the truth as it is. We cannot have an ANC and a national a ruling party that speaks on both sides of the mouth, hmm. uh, with both sides of the mouth. So uh, Mbalula told the truth. What he told is the truth. And his supplementary answer to that was even more impressive. So, uh, of course, the, the furore that you are worried about is the fact that there could be legal implications and all sorts of other implications because clearly people lied where they should not have lied. Uh, for instance, uh, cabinet ministers lied, they lied to, to, to the courts, they lied everywhere. And that pattern of lying has followed the ANC into Palapala and so on and so forth. 
So, what Mbalula is doing, if the ANC is serious about renewal, part of that renewal must be founded on the truth. In, in other words, the foundation itself of renewal must be truth-telling. Uh, regardless of consequences, it cannot be that the ANC exists only to win elections. There must be a truth and there must be credibility and there must be accountability in what they do. Mm. So, uh, it's going to consume a lot of energy because I have seen that, for instance, in Tlaibo, is manufacturing new sets of lies that it was the engineers who came up with this, this, that, and the other. But he himself has got powers of observation to look with his own eyes. Is this a swimming pool? Why could Gwede Mandashe see that it is a swimming pool and Tlaibo could not see that it is a swimming pool? Uh, so new lies are now being manufactured and you don't even know when Tlaibo is standing whether he's supporting Zuma or whether he's supporting Ramaphosa or what he's wanting to do about this, or he's just trying to save his own skin. So uh, so the, the, the Mbalula needs to be encouraged. I think he's on the right track, and he needs to reveal more of these truths. And how, But how far does it go? Does it only stay with just him revealing, or should people be brought back to actually come and account because this was a huge, a huge moment in our country. And a lot of citizens were looking to understand whether their monies were wasted or not and and, and whether there was, in fact, what we saw as corruption in the very beginning. And now this, these revelations, should they just go off the radar or should the people that are accused of having concealed the truth here be brought back to justice? Those people should be brought back to justice and they should willingly uh, come to justice because when you involve yourself, as has always been, even Mandela was not afraid of going to jail, standing for what he stood for. So during the Pulukwane conference, they inaugurated this philosophy of lying and the practice of lying. And in that, that what the statement I'm making, you can check it there in the presidential report of 2007 of Tabombegi in the conference in Puluka, that a new culture of lying has entered the ANC. So these fellows, they did this after the 2007 conference, and they practiced lying in the ANC. So they know consequences, and there must be consequences to everybody who was involved. Remember that it was eventually agreed that the money must be paid back, and the course directed that the money must be paid back Instead of paying back the money, they went and committed another financial scandal by stealing the money from VBS Bank, which is another scandal. So there's a lot that they need to account for. And the police and everybody else, the Auditor General, SIU, need to get into this thing and get people accountable. That is renewal. All right. Let me thank you so much for your time. And let's see then if, uh, you know, those people will be brought back to actually answer for some of what we've heard in the public domain around the Nganda saga, because that was quite a huge story and still keen to hear then what what their impressions were when they were briefing the media, showing the media all kinds of, of recordings about a fire pool, swimming pool pumps, videos, everything. But let's leave it there. That was uh, political analyst Sandy Leswana. Thank you so much for your time.